This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Wyndham Clark. That is not a hotel chain. Wyndham Clark is your 2023 U.S. Open champ. I mean, it surpasses all of them because when I was uh, dreaming of it, usually it was just me on a putting green by myself. Um, you know, I, I made the putt maybe, uh, but there's no one around. So having my friends and family and then obviously in front of thousands of people and then the cameras and everything there it was um, as good as I could have ever imagined. A couple of things about this, about uh, Wyndham Clark. First of all, if you watched, I mean, he seems really, really good. Of course, we're judging him after winning a major, so everybody who wins a major is going to look good. Uh, But he does appear to have a ton of game. Uh, He is long. Uh, I wouldn't call him straight, but he found a lot of fairways. Uh, Short game is really good, and that was, I think, the difference in him winning this game, winning this uh, this tournament, he won his first tournament less than a month ago. Oh wow! Yeah, he won. Uh, well, might have been a month ago. Wells Fargo in Charlotte, right? So he that was his first PGA Tour win, and then he gets into this event, uh, not getting it. Although that probably got him into the event uh, based on his world ranking. But you look on the leaderboard going into Sunday. And it's got Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, among others. And it's Clark who hoists the trophy. I have a bunch of confidence in myself and belief that I'm uh, just as good as those players, if not better. And, you know, obviously there was a bunch of fans pulling for uh, those three guys, but it just kind of fueled a fire in me that I could do it. And, um, you know, I've always thought of myself as a great player. So to, to finally to finally win something like this is just a testament to all the hard work and belief I've had in myself. And I'm just so uh, grateful and blessed to be, you know, a United States champion. So, it, he, look, he played great. Yeah. Ricky Fowler, unfortunately, didn't play well on Sunday. He had a great tournament uh, and maybe stamped himself back. It sort of did feel like that was Ricky Fowler. Um, but good for him. He played well, and he's had a good year. And I think we'll continue to see more from Fowler uh, coming up. And he's headed to a place where he has played well before. Uh, when the Open Championship goes to Royal uh, Liverpool in Hoylake. And so Fowler was in the final group, but shot a 75, didn't, uh, didn't fare very well. Mm. Was it 75 or something like that? He, was, he finished well back. Uh, Rory McIlroy, who of all the majors he did not win, this, is, this one or the last one, uh, rather uh, the, um, the Open Championship at St. Andrews last year, Those are two that really sting. So McElroy played about as solid an even par round as you're ever going to see. But 70, while it got it done for Wyndham Clark, it was a little bit of a different 70 than Rory McElroy's. I'll explain in a minute. Um, And I'm not sure this won't be remembered as a tournament that Rory McElroy didn't win 
as opposed to one that Wyndham Clark did. Clark played great. I'm not knocking it. But McElroy had so many chances to make birdies. The one bogey was an unforced error on his part. I mean, this is one that, because we always view these things through stars, this is one that Rory probably feels like he should have won. And he didn't. And part of that is, that's kind of who Rory has become. We'll talk about it with Shane Ryan in a little bit. McElroy had seven birdies on Friday in a 67. And he had four combined over the weekend. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival oh, oh, look box at that. set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. The one that he blew more than anything was the one on eight, par five, where he he three-putted for par, <laughs> which is the worst. I, I, know a, I know a caddy, seriously, I know a caddy who fired his player. Oh, wow. <laughs> Over three putting for par. You can do that? You can, oh, Absolutely you can do that. I know a caddy who fired his player, and he told me I was tired of three putting for par. Oh, no. Kid you not. Anyway, um, good job for Wyndham Clark, who might find himself on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, I believe Ricky Fowler will probably find himself on the Ryder Cup team as well. Well, I mean, a name like Wyndham, he's destined, isn't he, to be successful? You would think. You would think. Uh, my friend Mark the Canuck had the, I thought, the tweet of the weekend. How is it possible that Wyndham Clark didn't go to Broughton? I, I know. What are we doing? I just, you're, you know, and the more you think about it, you go, yeah, I, I don't know how that didn't happen. Anyway, uh, congratulations to him. He was a dynamite player, and I think we're going to hear a lot from going forward. Th- there's so many good young players, so many of them. Um, but that was a great leaderboard. And for all the people throwing shade uh, at L.A. Country Club, and I thought it was going to be a uh, a birdie. And it, well, there were a lot of birdies. I thought we were going to see scores get to, and I said it, closer to 16 under than, than 10 under. Yeah, 10 under won it. And 8 under was tied for the lead after the first round, and 10 under won it. Because the course did get more difficult as the um, as the tournament progressed, and the pressure ratchets up. And the only reason why the winner was ten under was because the scoring on day one was historically great. If it was normal, then we would have seen the winner be around six or seven, which nobody would be bitching about. But. Oh my gosh, we had because at one point there were uh, three players double digit under par. Yeah, we had a twelve and eleven and a ten. I'm like, I can't have that at U.S. Open. Like, how hard are they going to make it at Pinehurst? I'm like, weather, weather. 
makes an impact. Yes. And as soon as the sun came out, even though it wasn't, you know, really warm, as soon as the sun came out and the course dried up, it just became harder and harder. So that's what's going to happen. All right. uh, Moving on to last week, the fact that the U.S. dominated Mexico in the semifinals of the CONCACAF Nations League, 3-0. It was rendered a footnote because as the game started, or sorry, as the match started, the news broke that U.S. soccer had, my opinion here, inexplicably rehired Greg Berhalter to manage the men's national team through the 2026 World Cup. Remember, the United States, Mexico, and Canada will jointly host the World Cup, eh, but uh, I think that the finals are going to be played in the U.S. So it overshadowed the absolute thrashing of Mexico. Mexico's This is not the golden age of uh, Mexico as a soccer nation. Last night in their second straight performance for interim manager B.J. Callahan, they outclassed Canada 2-0 and they claim their second title in the CONCACAF Nations League. Here's B.J. Callahan looking ahead. I would say the last two games embody what we're trying to challenge our players with as we continue to evolve this team, and and we're looking even bigger. We're looking beyond to the 2026 World Cup, and we need to perform in high-intensity knockout games, you know, and that's something that we learned from the World Cup. And maybe we didn't, you know, we we left there a little bit unsatisfied from the World Cup because of the knockout game and, and the performance, but we don't look at it as a setback. We look at it as an opportunity to grow, and now for us, we came in here motivated as an entire group that we want to get better, we want to get more battle-tested, we want to be more experienced in knockout high-intensity games, and this just gives us, again, the confidence that, you know, two good moments to do it, and we can look forward to the Gold Cup to, again, expand the amount of player player pool that can experience tournament-style play and not, and hopefully knockout tournament play, um, and that'll, like you said, that'll continue through the Copa America, and that's the message, is to continue to battle-test this group so that when we get to 2026, the players can perform with the, at the highest level with the highest level of confidence that they can that, that they can accomplish it. All right, a couple of things real quick before we continue with this. Uh, this um, the Copa America next summer would be the Americas version of the European Championships, and for those people who are interested. I would say as great as the World Cup is, and it is a world event, I think the better football is played in the in uh, the European Championships. So this would be the North America, South America version. And it, for the most part, Copa America has not been, not really involved North America, but it's going to. And uh, it's going to be here in the U.S. next summer. And so we'll see the likes of Argentina. And I don't believe we've heard whether or not Lionel Messi will play for Argentina. He's already said he's not going to play in the World Cup. But, you know, Brazil's going to be here. And Argentina's going to be here. And some of the other best South American nations, Uruguay uh, and Colombia. There's going to be a very, very good... It's going to be a great tournament. And the U.S. 
mean, I don't know if they're going to win it. I wouldn't put them as the favorites, but what we saw the last two matches, I think, should give a lot of people a lot of optimism for what the U.S. will be going forward. Real quick about the Gold Cup, which starts Saturday. I don't know why these two competitions are on, you know, on top of one another, but they are. Uh, but Gold Cup, which starts Saturday, it's not going to be. I don't know that there's any players that there's other than the goalkeepers. I don't know that there's any overlap in the roster. Like, I mean, there might be there might be a couple of players who will be on that roster that uh, were reserves on this, but for the most part. I think we're going to see a whole new group of players, and some of which might be first-team Americans when we get to something like Copa America. Um, anyway, here's the uh, my other thought. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He scored five goals in two matches in the span of three and a half days. Can we simply retain B.J. Callahan as the manager? I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. No. We'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later on. But, I mean, they just played with some with some freedom and some creativity that we had not seen. A lot of that has to do with new player Fuller and Balagoon, who came over from... Uh, League One in France. Uh, he is vi- via the Arsenal Academy, and it's still property of Arsenal. Uh, he is on loan to the French League, and he finished second in that league in goals. Uh, and he looked excellent yesterday. Giovanni Reina was awesome yesterday. Uh, corner kick for the first goal that was headed in by Chris Richards, who is another young American center back who plays at Crystal Palace, who was not healthy for the World Cup this year, uh, but looks like he is a difference maker for them. Um, but Balagoon, Reyna, Richards, Joe Scally, they didn't have Tyler Adams this entire tournament. Tired, two games. Uh, they didn't have Tyler Adams. Christian Pulisic was the best player. Actually, he was voted the best player in the event, but Pulisic, who was... Uh, who scored both or two of the three goals in the Mexico match, uh, was, again, very, very good. Americans showing a little depth. No no Serginio Dest, no Weston McKinney. It was very cool. So they are building depth and confidence, as and they are scary young. Balagoon is 20. Gio Reyna just turned 20. Wow. Richards is 22. Yeah. Uh, Reyna has now in two major finals, the uh, Nations League 
in 2021 and this summer. Remember, he was 18 in 2021, has four goal involvements, a goal and three assists. <laughs> Which That's like a lot. It, it, well, it, yeah, it's a lot. It's also the record for an American player ever. Good for him. Actually, can I spin that the other way? That's horrible for the United States. We are, we, are you serious that in major finals that the record is a total of four? Yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> Gosh, it's terrible. But anyway, I think there's a lot of a lot of reason to be optimistic for uh, for the way they play. Uh, all right, to uh, to the NBA and a huge trade. About to go down. It's not final yet. We don't know when it's going to be final. Remember, the NBA draft is coming up on Thursday night. Bradley Beal, one of the top scoring guards in the league, is headed from Washington to Phoenix for a package that includes future Hall of Famer Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, a bunch of second-round picks, multiple pick swaps between the Suns and the Wizards, which, if you're Washington... Man, do you really think you're going to be picking behind Phoenix anytime soon? Are you serious? Uh, But that's what they'll be able to do. They'll be able to swap picks just in case. Uh, Here is Evan Sidery, who is the Suns beat writer, on the risks that the owner is taking with the Beal trade. He's kind of going against the grain, against what everyone would recommend at this point, the new CBA, which is avoid that second apron, avoid all the penalties, but... Matt Ishbia is going superstar hunting since he got in, in as a new owner of the Phoenix Suns. He's got Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal in his first four months. He's traded away all of their first round picks throughout the, until 2030. They have swap rights for other picks, but they gave up really their entire future for the next seven or eight years for these two players. And you have to get a championship off, off of this because if not, if you don't get a title, the Suns are going to be looking at a really, really odd future here with not a lot of draft capital, not a lot of future to look out for. So this is a big all-in bet on Matt Ishbia that he made for the Phoenix Suns, that this three, they're going to be paying over $150 million combined for for three years between 2024 and 2026, that they might get a title or two over that span. Think about think about that. Um, I believe the NFL salary cap is like $150 million. Wow. And the Suns are paying that to three players. Yikes. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Part of the reasons why Phoenix struggled in the playoffs, yeah, there were some continuity issues. They did lose Chris Paul to an injury, but they also traded away almost all of their depth, all, almost all of their bench strength in order to bring Kevin Durant in. And, like, Durant is a, I mean, he's a top 10 player in the history of the game. But they traded away some really good, valuable pieces just to get Durant, and now they're trading away two of two more of those pieces to get Bradley Beal. I'm not knocking Bradley Beal; he is a dynamite player. But you better be able to find some depth somewhere. You have to, otherwise, you're just not going to win. On top of the fact that a certain Mister Durant has a hard time staying healthy. Insane. I uh, just uh, thought I'd bring that up. Kendrick Perkins from ESPN on the deal. Bradley Bill, Katie, and D Book, three of the most prolific scores in the game today on one team. Hey, listen, James Jones is out here selling used cars for Rolls Royce because that's exactly what just happened. The fact that he was able to keep DeAndre Ayton was huge. 
Look, the Phoenix Suns with this big three should be the favorite of coming out of the West and winning next year's title. Now, I don't know what's going to happen throughout the course of the offseason, and I know we just getting started, but at the end of the day, currently constructed, this is the best team in basketball. When you have this much offensive firepower, it's going to be hard to beat this team in a seven-game series come postseason time. The great thing about it is that they get to jail from training camp. DeAndre Ayton finally have a new coach in Coach Vogel, so we don't have to worry about the tension that him and Monty Williams had. It's about to be fireworks this next uh, upcoming season. Kendrick Perkins may be right. He may be right. But right now they have four players. <laughs> I mean, they they need a lot more than that to, to win an NBA title, and uh, it is interesting how fast we've moved away from the Denver Nuggets, who actually didn't play all that well as a team but won the title beating the Miami Heat. The deal will probably stay on hold for uh my guess is through the draft um because Washington is trying to expand the trade to include to be able to off offload Chris Paul so they don't have to buy him out. Washington doesn't want Chris Paul. No, it's not that they don't want Chris Paul. What is Washington who is a complete rebuild again? What are they doing with somebody like Chris Paul? So they have to offload him somewhere. So they are either they're they're basically going to wait this trade out until they can either uh, find another uh, piece of this trade to maybe get more out of it, but certainly to uh, to offload Chris Paul. Here's uh, Bobby Marks because I don't think they got a ton here. Here's Bobby Marks from ESPN, who's like a front office insider on this being the best Washington could do. That's probably the most they could get for Bradley Beal. I mean, it's certainly, it's a new front office. So there's no ties to Bradley Beal. Uh, He's got $200 million left. He's got a no trade, which makes it extremely, extremely difficult here. So I I just thought that, I think people were fooling themselves if they thought there was going to be a Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert type haul. And I I, I said it during the week. I thought if you can get expiring contracts and draft picks, um, in a deal, then that's something that you're probably going to have to do. But yeah, I mean, hey, the likelihood is it could be up to six second round picks and pick swaps in, in a couple of years here, and you get all that money off your deal. And obviously, the, the message in Washington is that they're willing to go in a full reset. Moving off that deal money is is the way to do it. Washington has not been good in such a long time. Keep in mind that John Wall and Bradley Beal were both top five picks. And they have, they've basically had one winning season. Not great. I mean, some teams just don't get it. Some teams just aren't, aren't good at this. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.